The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Maximize this aftermath of Supernatural 2019 season. The conference has come and gone, but the plan of God and the will of God is for the impact of that conference to be continued to be seen in your life, for more testimonies to be coming out from your life. Can I hear a loud amen? And for you to fully enjoy all that heaven has delivered into our hands in this church. Indeed, it will be a time of rest for you on every side in Jesus' name. And like I shared, I want to give you three major keys. There are things you should be doing. We talked about you using your praise and your worship to shift and set the atmosphere around you. And again this morning, I want to talk to that person or those people that Satan has stolen your joy. If you are here, please get your joy back. Get your joy. Your joy is your pumping machine to draw from the well that God has given you. Don't allow anything or anyone steal your joy. Know how to use praise and worship, thanksgiving, gratitude to stir joy and set the atmosphere around your life. It's your responsibility to see to it that the atmosphere around you is the atmosphere of heaven. Can I hear somebody shout again? Heaven reigns in me as it is in heaven. So it is for me here on the earth. So we told you what to do. Use your mouth to set the atmosphere. If, look, if you are not feeling joyful right now and you don't have to move too much, nobody knows I'm talking about you. Use your mouth to shift that atmosphere. Exactly what to do is in Isaiah chapter 12, verses 3 to 6. And you can refer to last Sunday's message. You need to make up your mind whether you want to be a thermometer or a thermostat. Thermometer just reads the weather or the temperature of the weather, the atmosphere. It doesn't do anything about it. And unfortunately, that's how many of us Christians live. Satan brings something bad or something discouraging or negative into our lives and we just adapt. That's thermometer life. And that's not how to do Christianity. You may not be able to um, control what comes, but bless God, you can regulate how it affects you. You see, a thermostat can decide to be hot or cold. In the first service this morning, after a while, this place was very, very, very cold. I told them, go and change the atmosphere. We don't have to freeze because we're in church. How many of you sometimes feel like that? <laughs> Set the atmosphere. And that's what you should be doing with joy. Glory be to God. Second key you need to have for this aftermath season so that you can maximize and experience all that heaven has for us is meditation. First key is joy, the atmosphere of heaven. Second key is meditation. And this is the instruction from heaven. Meditate on the word or the words that you have received from God in this season. Meditate on it. It's not enough to get a word. Many people get a word from God and nothing happens to them. And this is the answer right here. They don't meditate. It's when you meditate that you suck out the juice, the nutrients, the power, the revelation from the word. 
So it's not enough that you came to supernatural. It's not enough that you had prophecies and words were declared over you. By the way, this presupposes that you have a word from heaven. Can I hear somebody declare in faith, I have a word from heaven. Oh, you are not sounding convinced this morning. Declare it, I have a word from heaven. Or I have words from heaven. If you are here, you can't boldly say that this is what God is telling me at this time. You need to go and sit down. I would recommend go and sit down with the messages of supernatural. Keep hearing and hearing and hearing until something resonates with your heart. You need a word for the season or words. It can be a particular scripture. It can be a revelation. It can be an instruction. But there should be something that you are working with. That you know God has sent to you. My son, this is your word for this season. Or these are your words for this season. What you are to do once you've received those words is to meditate. What does it mean to meditate? It means to engage in thought. Engage in thought. Think about these things. That's what Apostle Paul told us in the book of Philippians. Engage in thought. It means to think over something or to think deeply about something. To reflect on something. To brood over something. Hallelujah. And this is my most important, or this for me, this is the most important part of it, to repeat something over and over and again to yourself. Put it in your mouth and be declaring it. And as you are declaring it, you are thinking about it. You are turning it upside down, left side right. You are, you are trying to catch more light and more insight. I mean, I've been meditating upon the fact that Jesus is referred the lamp, as the lamp of God in heaven above all else. God gave me that word before, and I've been, that's my own word for this season. Lamb of, I mean, and the things I've been enjoying from it. So when you meditate, you draw. Glory be to God. And I don't want to hear anybody say that I don't know how to meditate. Because everybody knows how to meditate. Everybody does meditate. It's just that people meditate in wrong things. And we can prove that very simply. How many of you have ever worried before here? I know some people will want to lie, but you will soon catch up. You've worried about your husband or your wife before, or your children, or your job. Raise your hand if you've ever worried before. Let's know. See, the result is 100%. It's like death. You've worried before about your finances. You've worried before about a contract bid you submitted. You've worried before about... Hey, so you've ever worried before? That's meditation. The only problem is that you are doing it the wrong way. You are doing it in a way that Satan can take advantage of your life. This one is today... Do it in a way that God can take advantage or God can bless your life. Stop worrying on negative things. Instead, take the word of God and what you are doing with worry, that, that's what you should be doing with the word of God. So instead of worrying, hey, I don't have money to pay the rent. I don't have to pay school fees. Start thinking about the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. If that's your word. I you get what I'm saying? Meditate. Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, meditate on these things. Verse 15. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress, somebody say my progress, may be evident to all. Hallelujah. Progress. This is what we are looking for. Progress. When we meditate on the word God has given us, our progress will be unveiled by this time tomorrow. Can I hear loud? Amen. Look at Malachi chapter 3. Very powerful text from verse 16. 
Malachi 3 and 16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written for them. For those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. God instructs us to meditate on his name. Meditate on his word. Meditate on our covenants. Meditate on his name. What will happen to them? Verse 17. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels. May God distinguish you in your generation. May God set you apart among your contemporaries. May you forever be the head and not the tail. Jewels. Jewels. This is how these things come to pass. Reverencing God, walking down them, meditating on his name. Or meditating on his word. They shall be mine, says Lord, that day I will make them my jewels. I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Glory, glory be to God. Tap your neighbor and say, maximize this aftermath of supernatural season. Regulate the atmosphere around you. Come and tell somebody, no room for depression. No room for sadness. Speak to someone this morning. Say, anytime you feel like being depressed, shift the atmosphere and set it with your praise and your worship. Then meditate on the word. Find a word. Look at me, everybody. Find a word and start, permit me, worrying about that word. I'm telling you how to get your progress to manifest. Joshua 1a, this is how you make your way prosperous and have good success. Listen to, look, you either have a word or you don't have a word. So you are the one that can determine that one. Get the supernatural messages. Somebody must have said something. Do I have a witness here? And everything for us. He became our Lord and Savior and we worship him in that capacity. And indeed, Jesus deserves to be worshipped in that capacity as the Lamb of God. What I want to emphasize this morning to us, this communion service, is that just as you have a revelation of worshipping him as the Lamb, you also need a, a revelation of eating him as the Lamb. Eat. Not worship, not prayer. Eat. And I'm talking physically. Eating the Lamb of God. So I want to talk to you briefly this morning on God's supernatural food. Hallelujah. And the mystery to be understood is that we are to eat the lamb. That's what they did in Exodus chapter 12. We are to eat him. Yes, we are to worship him. Yes, we are to serve him and all the other things we do. But it's important to have a revelation that we are to eat the lamb. He is a lamb. Somebody say lamb. Okay, you guys are Nigerians. Goat meat. <laughs> I was meditating. You know, God can be very humorous. I gave you Holy Ghost supernatural suya. I mean, when you roast goat meat, is it not suya? Okay. For you Americans, barbecue. Please, I want you to catch this revelation. First uh, Corinthians 11. Apostle Paul was talking to the church about um, the Lord's Supper. And he emphasized, can somebody help us with this equipment? It's distracting us here. 
1 Corinthians 11 from verse 23. I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. For the purpose of teaching, if you read the account in Luke, Matthew, and Mark, the word eat was in there. Paul emphasized the eat part. Eat. Somebody shout eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, verse 25, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you, as often as you drink it. Somebody shout drink in remembrance of me. Can I hear somebody shout eat? Drink. Drink. Eat. That's what you have to do with the Lamb of God. You have to eat him. You have to drink him. In faith. With revelation. And with understanding. And then you will tap into the supernatural power and the miracles it carries for your life. Oh, can I hear a loud amen? Amen. John chapter 6. I want to camp there in this second service. John chapter 6. Let's start from verse 31. This was the argument Jesus had with the Jews. And you know it's interesting. After I shared this with them, the Bible said many of the disciples, they stopped following him. They couldn't grasp what we are talking about this morning. Verse 31. The Jews said to him, our fathers ate manna. They ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus now educated them. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. The manna came from heaven, but it wasn't the real thing. It was just a type and a shadow. But my father himself gives you the true bread. Hallelujah. From heaven. Verse 33. For the bread of God. That's what he is. And this is not bread as loaf, per se. This is bread as food. When you use bread as a synonym for food, that's what they are saying. The food of God. That's what they are saying. That's what the lamb is. It's our food. The, the bread of God which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Referring to himself. And Jesus said, verse 35, I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. Somebody say, he's the bread of life. He is the bread of God. He is the Lamb of God. He is to be eaten. Eaten. Please catch the revelation. I'm the bread of life. Who comes? He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. There's the place of believing in him in that text. I'm not discounting that. There's the place of worshipping him. There's the place of serving him. And all those things we do. But there's also the place of eating him. What God showed me is that many people, they have that revelation to worship him, to believe in him. And that's good. But the revelation on eating him as his supernatural food is lost. So many people just take communion traditionally. And it shouldn't be taken traditionally. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Verse 41. Stay with me. Then the Jews complained about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And in verse 48, he emphasized again, I am the bread of life. You better get used to it and understand it. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. 
So obviously they didn't get the real thing. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat and not die. Hallelujah. Verse 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread. Let me hear somebody shout eat again. He will live forever. Hallelujah. And the bread that I give you is my flesh. Which I shall give for the life of the world. So again, he's referring to I'm going to die. And when I die, I will be as it were the Lamb of God. And I will be that perfect sacrifice. But please watch the teaching here. I am to be eaten. I am to be eaten. Not just believed in, not just worshipped, not just confessed, not just served, but eaten physically. Hallelujah. Look at verse 54 with me. Jump there. Whoever eats my flesh, which is what we are doing today, and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Are you with me this morning? Verse 56, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living father sent me, I live and I live because of the father. So he who feeds on me, I want you to catch that, feeds on me. This ought to be your food. This ought to be your meal. This is the supernatural food from heaven. Like manna came to them in that wilderness and they ate manna, food from heaven, and it sustained them in that wilderness for 40 years. Nobody was sick. Nobody needed medical attention. And that's why they were calling it the bread of heaven. Jesus said, no, it was just a type. That's what communion is. He that feeds on me, somebody shout feeds on me, will live because of me. And in verse 58, this is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate in the manor and are dead, but he that eats this one will live forever. Hallelujah. So there is something supernatural about the Lamb of God. And that's what we see in that text we read this morning in Exodus chapter 12. God wanted to deliver these people that had been in bondage for hundreds of years and he didn't tell them to go and do a night vigil or to pray or to fast or all those things. He told them, the la- when he was going to do the last miracle, eat a meal. Get a lamb representing Jesus, roast him, representing the death that Jesus had on the cross. And watch what he told them, eat him. Eat him with your belt on your waist. Eat him with your sandals on your feet. Eat him with your robes on. Tonight, you are coming out of this place. And they ate him and all manner of miracles there happening. Please watch my emphasis this morning. It's not because of the prayer that the miracles happened. It's because they ate him. It's not because they worshipped him that the miracles happened. It's because they ate him. It's not because they served him or anything. We do all those things and we are taught to do them. But I want to emphasize this one in the place of eating him. There's something supernatural that happens when you eat him. With understanding, with revelation and with faith. That will happen for you this morning. And every other day that you eat him in Jesus' name. Because he's your meal. You know when someone doesn't eat well, naturally, when someone is malnourished, you know he shows. Many Christians don't eat well spiritually because this is not part of their spiritual diet. 
And it shows. What happens when you eat this meal from heaven? Let me point out five things that happen to them. As we close this morning in Exodus 12. Number one miracle. And if you need these things, please, as we are partaking today, and as you partake every day of your life, believe God for it. Number one is deliverance. They experience deliverance from bondage and affliction and captivity. A deliverance from a bondage that had been there hundreds of years. Hundreds. Some of them were born as slaves. Their parents were born as slaves and died as slaves. But they ate a meal. <laughs> Glory be to God. They ate a lamb. And that night, Pharaoh said, you people can go. Enough is enough. By the time God killed all the firstborn, hallelujah, God fought their battles for them. Deliverance from bondage. Turning of captivity. Somebody's story is changing from this service today. Somebody is experiencing a turnaround miracle from this service today. As you eat. That's all they did. They ate the lamb. And from slaves, they became free men. Number two, healing and health happened. Strength happened. Wholeness happened. The Bible said they left Egypt. None was feeble among their tribes. I rebuke every form of sickness and disease in anybody's body, in anybody's system today. In the name of Jesus. By the power in the blood of the Lamb and His body that was broken. I call you healed in Jesus' name. You see, we have strong faith in praying about the lamb, and we should, but people don't have faith in just eating the lamb. It's not because of prayer. They didn't pray in Exodus. At least they didn't tell us they prayed. Nothing wrong with praying, no, and we will pray. But we are saying that let your faith be strong in eating. Obviously, they must have been sick when they were in Egypt. There were old people there. But they ate, and nobody became feeble anymore. And everybody walked out of Egypt with their two legs. Somebody's story will change today in Jesus' name. Number three was riches, provision, prosperity. Not only did they come out feeble, they left with silver and gold. Can you imagine? You mean I eat a meal and I get blessed financially and materially? Yes. If you know what you are eating. If you believe in what you are eating. If you eat well and if you eat right. In that 1 Corinthians 11, Apostle Paul was telling the Corinthians, you are eating the Lord's body dishonorably. He said, this is why many of you are sick. Many of you are weak. Many of you have died. Because you don't know what you are eating. In other words, if you know what you are eating, not only can you get sickness and health, you can have life, including financial life. Supernaturally. They ate a meal. And from paupers and slaves, they became rich people. Living Egypt with silver and gold. Number four thing that happened, mercy and favor. The angel of death came and his assignment was to strike the firstborn of every person. But the Jews had the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. Upon their lintel, upon their doorposts. And God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. You to your, your children should die. Because this is the judgment of God. Judgment of God, everybody is guilty. Pharaoh and Moses, everybody. But thank God for the blood. Mercy covered them. See, we don't put the blood of the lamb on our lintel and our doorpost. We drink it now. See, we have the upgrade. But when you drink, understand you are drinking mercy. Death will pass over you. Sickness will pass over you. Poverty will pass over you. Oppression will pass over you. Because you are covered by mercy. 
Then they had favor. God said, I will not allow you to go empty-handed. I will give you favor before the Egyptians. Do you know what you are eating? See, when you don't know, you don't eat. They don't have to be begging you to be taking communion. Eat well. Eat right. Eat with faith. Eat with revelation. Eat with understanding. And by the way, these things come like this when you meditate on it. Meditate on it. And last miracle I see here, I'm just picking five. And I'm sure this one covers everybody. At least one of them should concern you. Protection and preservation. Every other person was crying because somebody had died in their house. But in Goshen, nobody had to cry. They were protected. They were covered. They were preserved. God that has kept you from January till now, he will keep you till the end of 2019. He will bring you into 2020. And he will keep you all through 2020 in the name of Jesus. By the blood of the Lamb. Eat well. Drink that blood well. Eat that flesh well. Take the lamb. After four days, roast it and eat it. Expecting a miracle. Put on your sandals. Put on your clothes. Put on your belt. Tonight, you are coming out of Egypt. Eat him. That will be somebody's testimony this morning. Rise on your feet. Lift up your hands to God. I'm going to bless him for the lamb. And stir up your faith. And meditate on what I've shared with you. Say it over and over to yourself. As I eat... Listen, I don't want you to put your strength in your prayer. You can pray. I don't want you to pray. I want you to put your faith in the eating. As I eat this lamb of God today, and as I drink this blood, my miracles happen. It's all manner of miracles. I just mentioned five. And I'm sure those five cover everybody under the sound of my voice. You can take any miracle you want. I've shared with you over another again. I had communion, and that was the end of barrenness in our family. At communion, I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. Hallelujah. He's afraid of the blood. Open your mouth and just begin to meditate as I eat this morning. Healing comes. Health comes. Like the children of Israel walked out of Egypt and none was feeble. I'm walking out of this service after I eat and there will be no more sickness or weakness in my body. I'm walking out of this service provided for. Like they came out of Egypt with silver and gold. I'm coming out with supernatural provision. My job is coming. My business contracts are coming. As I, I, I eat this morning, I'm coming out with favor. They came out with favor. I'm coming out with favor. Come on, somebody begin to declare it and release your faith for it. Hey, yeah, pastors, quickly, communion table, congregation, pray. Set your faith as I eat. As I eat. <laughs> as I eat, something happens. Something miraculous happens. As I eat. As I eat, eating, eating, the Lamb of God is to be eating. He is to be eating. He is the bread from heaven, the bread of life. He is the Lamb of God. And is a supernatural food. We consecrate these elements as the body and the blood of Jesus. The Lamb of God that was slain for us. The perfect sacrifice that has obtained perfect redemption for us. And we declare this day as we eat and as we drink, all manner of miracles break out in our lives and in our midst. Nobody returns the same. Just like every child of Israel walked out of Egypt, strong and whole, none was feeble among their tribes. 
Just like everyone walked out with silver and gold, today we declare everyone that eats of this supernatural food this morning walks out with a miracle that they desire. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise. Oh, Shakataya Lababoso. Please take your positions. Ushers will direct us. Come in faith. This is how to eat the lamb. You eat with faith. You eat with revelation. You eat with understanding. You eat with expectation. My belt is around my waist. My sandals are upon my feet. As I eat and as I walk out of this place, I'm walking out with a miracle. Can we get someone with a basket after this so he doesn't have to wait for them to drop the cup back? Come on, pray. And as the ushers direct you, come and eat and drink of the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. We are eating something supernatural. The bread of heaven. The bread of life. The Lamb of God. Our supernatural food from God. Like God gave them manna in the wilderness, God has given us the Lamb of God to eat. And as we eat, we receive miracles on every front and every part of our lives in the name. What are we waiting for? I said, ah, Jesus is Lord. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.